Hello and welcome to The A-List, the podcast that asks the world's top advertising professionals how they got started in the business. I'm your host, Tom Chrisman, and today you're going to hear my conversation with Mo Osenbohr, creative art director at Facebook. He's worked at agencies like Razorfish, Deutsch, and JWT, and this year he spotifies Alex Reneso, Nick Elliott from Havas, and Vebov Bano of Wonderman Thompson, or VB as Mo calls him created Linkit.Black, a digital movement to help get more opportunities for black people in advertising. I heard about Linkit.Black from Bree Fern in her episode, and I instantly asked Mo if he'd be on the podcast, and I'm so glad he agreed. Uh, This episode is full of great insights. Mo and I talk about the importance of being uncomfortable, having the courage to bring your unique perspective to any problem, uh, how to be an intern, the joy of getting in flow and enjoying the process, and we discuss how there's nothing side about side projects. And spoiler alert, it was uh, side projects that got Mo his current job at Facebook. So this is a good episode, but first I got to tell you about AdHouse Advertising School. For one low price, you get 10 weeks of live Zoom classes with an advertising pro like my co-dean Paul Fix who uh, teaches the intro to advertising class that has been taken by some of the industry's top creatives over the years. Um, And we've got a new round of classes starting end of January, so check out adhousenyc.com for details. And now, here is my conversation with Mr. Mo Osenbohr of Facebook. So, how do you say your last name? Osenbohr? Osenbohr? Uh, uh, Osumbor, but Osumbor. you know, if we're back in Nigeria, yes, it's Osumbo. And uh, nice to meet you. This is the first time we're meeting. And, nice to meet you. Uh, and you're at, you're at Facebook now. I am. Cool. And you're working from home. Yeah. Where is where is home? Home right now is uh, Oakland. Um, oh, cool. I had to. Yeah, I had to migrate a little bit away from San Francisco. Um, not the biggest fan, I hate to say. Yeah. <laughs> when did you move there? Um, I moved uh, to San Francisco in uh, 2017 uh, from uh, Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. So you used to walk into the corner to get your stuff, and now it's like, I, wait a minute, what? Oh my goodness! Tom, like <laughs> the bodegas, like yeah, all of those things. You know, going into the bar when it, it feels like cheers, and everyone's like, "Hey, Mo, third yeah. time this week, How's yeah, the meeting." You know, so it's uh, it's definitely been a big shift. But uh, what we like to do here is start with uh, where, you, where you grew up and, and, uh, and how you came to find this crazy business called advertising. Uh, <laughs> so so where, did you, where did you grow up, Mo? Uh, so um, I uh, grew up in uh, Texas, but it was a bit of a shift because I was uh, born in Nigeria. Okay. When and did you I move moved- to Texas from Nigeria? Moved here to Texas from Nigeria very early, uh, so that's why there's no accent, unfortunately. It's a cool accent. Oh, I mean, I, I know. But when you're, when you're six years old and you're trying to get, uh, you're just trying to be accepted. Yeah, in Texas. You know, you, it takes a week for that thing to go away. You don't know then that it's actually cool to be different. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you just spend time really trying to blend in and then now you're trying to reverse it. Yeah. <laughs> that says a lot about where we are right now with the whole industry, I think. Is I agree. I we're agree. All trying to figure out how do we let everybody be themselves again so uh so you came here when you were six 
So you hadn't really done school yet. So you started school here. I had already started school uh, because you start school a little early in Nigeria. Okay. They call it primary school. Yep. Um, but honestly, I had to come here and do it all over again because there's also that mindset of like being in a new place. You yeah. know, you're in, you're in, you know, Lagos. And then you come into Dallas and it's just a whole mind shift yeah. in the middle of being like, I just got, you know, beam beam down into this place they call earth and it's six all this stuff is happening so yeah it was, it was a lot of process how many brothers and sisters uh i have uh two sisters and uh, one brother okay are they in advertising too uh no my uh my brother is in uh, it and he's also this super cool dj what do your sisters do uh so uh, my uh, younger sister is in uh, hr um, and my uh, older sister uh, works for uh, Toyota, so she uh, holds she does the diversity and inclusion uh, things over there as well. Oh, cool! Yeah. Uh, and you, uh, you were you always creative? Were you always like drawing things? And were you that kid writing stories? <laughs> so, so yeah. So it's interesting. I was listening to all your stories about all these heroes that I look up to that were saying like they knew when they were a kid that like they were uh, you know they were meant to be creative. It's the opposite for me. Like, we don't, like, we don't know that you can actually make a living off of being creative. You're Who's just we? Weird, Who's we? We, we? we as in, like, you know, Niger- like Nigerian father, mother from Sierra Leone. You're just this weird kid that's throwing toys up in the air that's imagining making movies. So the big light bulb moment is when someone finally tells you, like, they're going to pay you for this. <laughs> yeah. What did you want to be when you were, when you were little? Oh my goodness. See, I was one of those weird kids where I actually didn't have any idea. Like yeah, when it yeah. was time for them to ask what I wanted to be, I said something silly, like I want to be a bus driver. Like, and, and I don't know why that was my answer. It wasn't high ambitions at all. I just yeah. wanted to be like at a place where I would greet people and make people actually like, like take people to their destination and have the world be a better place uh, than I left it. And the bus driver was like the thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as I started getting into high school, I started noticing that I was doing a lot of doodling, doing a lot of thinking. And yeah, I, I believe it was one of those career fairs where they were like, yeah, someone is actually going to pay you uh, to do all this and oh, wow. to do all this, you know, consumption of 90s television that you've been doing for your whole life. Um, where did you go to college? I, uh, I went to college at a university of Texas at Arlington. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I was... I did very poorly in my class. I had no moral compass or anything. It was, it was towards the end of, the, uh, of graduation when I decided like, oh my goodness, I have to pay all these loans back. Did you major in English or what did you, what did you major in? I majored in, at the, the degree was called interdisciplinary studies, which is a mix of uh, advertising and business. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it was just honestly the two things that I picked that like just kind of sounded cool at the yeah. moment. And I'm yeah. like, I'm going to do that. That's great. This was before once again, that like, Hey, like, all right, now it's time to actually make some money. <laughs> with yeah. This thing, yeah. What was the uh, choices you had to make then? Woo. So the choices that I have to make, and if this goes on air, I don't like recommend this for anyone getting into advertising. Yeah. Uh, I started, the minute I figured out I wanted to be like a creative for a living, it was like my matrix moment. Like I was one of those that watched the matrix and watched Neo dodge bullets and then realized that like I can do absolutely anything. Uh, so 
I decided I want to be in advertising. So at the time, uh, Richard's group was really big in Dallas and yeah. there were a few others. And I started going in with a book. Like I went in with a portfolio, atrocious. Like from, like, from University of Texas at Arlington. You, okay. But they didn't even teach you how to make a portfolio, really. It was just really like the marketing and the business side. I did it all by myself by uh, creating uh, um, like, you know, those douchey club flyers? Yeah. You know, that have like the girl and then they have like the bottle on the side. And yeah. Like, oh, Lots of glitter. Up. Yes. Yes. That's literally all I knew how to make from just watching uh, uh, YouTube videos and uh, like YouTube videos. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm an art director. I got this. Yeah. Um, and so I found out really fast when uh, the places were like, you need to get out of here. <laughs> that, uh, that's not the way to go in. <laughs> um, until there was, this one, uh, there was this one place I went to. It's no longer around. It was Monday morning. And there was a lady by the name of uh, Huma. I hope I'm saying it right. Huma, Huma. And uh, she didn't tell me to leave. She actually just like stopped uh, and was like, okay, well, let me see your book. Send me your book and everything. And we'll talk later. Yeah, it, it probably yeah. wasn't a big deal to her at the time, but that was like the shift like that literally, literally changed my life. So um, that 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 response of like just having a response and not response. just like, no, what, were the others just not responding to you at all? They were not responding. They were just yeah. like, get this get this kid out of here. Like, you just don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what, 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 what do you think would have been the better way to go? Like, what would you do now if you could go back and talk to young Mo mm -hmm. and say, Hey, uh, those are cute, but here's mm -hmm. what you got to do. What would you do? To be honest, I don't think I would do it different. Um, I'm not saying it's right, but yeah. what I really, really liked about it is I was action oriented. Yeah. Um, like I wasn't afraid to fail. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I take that ethos with me because like, uh, even now to this day, I think that's some uh, problems with creatives. Like they're not, a, they're not afraid to be wrong. They're not right. they're like you are failing. Like we've given failure a bad rep. We should fail all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't take it back. It was, I wouldn't take it back, but uh, I would just slightly have just been uh, a little bit more particular about my delivery. <laughs> About the way that you presented yourself. That's right. Okay. Hire me. I'm a creative. That was Probably it. is not the way to go anymore. <laughs> but like the biggest lesson in all of that is I do, no matter how busy I am, I do actually take a uh, liberty to act, to look at them. Yeah. And to give uh, feedback, whether it's fast, whether it just, you know, just only because you don't know, we don't know uh, just being where we are, how much that can really, really change someone's life. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for that, uh, if it wasn't for that lady, I would not, I literally would not be here. So you got that better response. And what did you do from that, from that better response? Um, from that better response, uh, she told me uh, that my book is atrocious. And uh, if I want to be in this field, I need to go to a school like Creative Circus and my okay. math school. I believe that's what they had at the time. And I'm like, okay, that's it. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. Miami. That's cool. I'm going to do it. And how did you do that? Like, how did, did you, did you, did you ask your parents to help? Did you, like, how did you do that? I did. So uh, at the time, uh, yeah, I asked my parents uh, to help. And by help is just honestly asking uh, for a cosign for a yeah. loan. Yeah. And for African parents, when they hear that, they hear, <laughs> when you tell them you want to be an art director, it's like, oh, you are not a doctor. 
so you get a lot of like uh, face palms and how did this happen? And I think we have failed, but um, I think now they're, I would like to say they're proud. Do they know what you do now? Because my, my, my mom doesn't really understand. My mom does not. Uh, my father does not. But now, like, they can, they can be like, oh, have you heard of Facebook? Now they have, yeah. like, the oh, right. to yeah. tie it to, yeah. you know? But yeah. before, it would be like, oh, yes, he does art direction. He would do your flyer, your wedding invitation for you. So you go to Miami ad school. And did you go in Miami? Is that where you went? Um, yes, yes. I went to Miami. Uh, we, uh, at that time, that must have been uh, cool. Yeah, it was, well, 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 not, it was cool. But in Miami, though, in South Beach, you know, yeah. if you're not riding around in the Lambo or, you know, you're pushing some cartel, you're an art student, a broke yeah. art student, yeah. <laughs> you're an aspiring art director, mm. you don't get a lot of, uh, you don't get a lot of love. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck on your student project. Um, and how long were you there? How long were you in at Miami at I was in Miami ad school for, uh, um, uh, for about a year and a half. Okay. And then uh, one of my teachers um, gave me uh, actually one of the greatest advice uh, to go somewhere where I'm the most uncomfortable. And uh, that was when I decided to uh, go to Beijing for three months. Wow. So this is the Miami ad school in Beijing? Uh, th- well, this was the intern program uh, intern that program. Miami ad school provided. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I was already ready to be like, okay, well, now I even got more loans <laughs> how am I gonna pay this like I need to start making this happen now my parents they already think I failed for not being a doctor right um, right and uh he told me he was like yeah you gotta that's gonna be your thing like you have to go somewhere where you're the most uncomfortable because if you can thrive there you can thrive in any situation wow so, so, so you picked up and went to Beijing what was that whew, it was uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like from getting off the plane it must have been like where oh. do I, what do i it, it was different it was different sides of the spectrum because i would go to places when where they would ask for pictures but i would go to places where they like wouldn't even shake my hand at the club right right yeah so it was just kind of this whole uncomfortable blessing which was great because after i spent some time there i'm just like yo you can yeah Drop me down in any situation, and I'm going to adapt and hopefully make something good out of it. Yeah, that's amazing. So you would give that advice to other people, too. Just, 100%. like, go move somewhere and do, like, but how do you, like, what, what are the downsides? What are the, because I, I could see people being like, well, I don't have friends there. I don't have family there. I don't, like, like how, do you get, how do you get over that stuff? Well, I mean, that's, that's your blessing. Like, you have to get comfortable in the uncomfortable. You know, of course, it's not going to feel right, because if it did and if it was easy, then we everyone would be doing it. Yeah. You know, there's something about just that moment on really, you know, becoming one in yourself, gaining that self-confidence in any situation. Yeah. And uh, just being able to now come up with that and let that be uh, part of your toolkit. Yeah. And what did you do there? What did you do in Beijing? Um, in Beijing, uh, I worked at uh, this agency called, I believe it was DMG, and uh, they were doing they were doing a project for Volkswagen, and you know they just had some Americans come in with, uh, and they were like, okay, we need some ideas, and it was really just about a lot of idea churning, some art direction churning, um, but most importantly, kind of seeing what flies in that culture, <laughs> opposed to what would fly if you were to come into like a Martin agency or a Crispin and Porter. Yeah. So, yeah. How's it different? What's, what's the difference? What's I mean, there, 
there's some things that would fly <laughs> there, like just some silly ideas in advertising that if you were to bring to, you know, a Michael Beru or like a Nick Law, that would be like, get out of here. <laughs> uh, you know, opposed to, you know, what you would bring where it's like, oh, the idea is someone gets abducted into outer space and drives home with a Volkswagen car. That's actually a real thing. And they're like, that's great, tell me more. <laughs> Uh, so it was it was the, the real lesson and that's it was not a knock on that culture it was literally about knowing like how to adapt and knowing just how to be a problem solver and just almost this sounds very meta and Bruce Lee of me but just being water in many situations you know the Kanye West song everything everything I'm not makes me everything I am so I started bringing those different perspectives rather than sort of kind of giving them what they want if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. you just you just let your freak flag fly. You let your, right. you let you're like, I had this weird idea and that they embraced that. That's cool. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, and that to me was my first, uh, like run in with like a different perspective. You know, it didn't have to be right. It wasn't like, Oh, please accept me. It was like, Oh, this, I've never thought of it like that before. Yeah. So. And, uh, you were there for three months. I was. And, uh, what did you do after that? You came back. Yes, uh, I came back. Um, I did. Uh, um, I took some classes uh, in San Francisco, and then um, me and uh, my partner at the time, Chris Phillips, uh, got an internship at Razorfish. Oh wow! In New York or San Francisco? Uh, Razorfish in New York. Okay. Yeah, and after that, that was when <laughs> I can't speak for everyone who had internships, but that was all I needed <laughs> to literally start grinding. Like I was already in my mind, in my strange mind, I was already employed by the time I was in that door. So it was like trying to uh, do stuff that's you know just as good as all the senior art directors, just as good as all the senior copywriters. Yeah, so that was my thing. And how do you how do you do that? How do you um, <clears throat> what what like, give me the, the Mo sort of way to be an intern. <laughs> the Mo way to be an intern. I get yeah. it. I love it. Mo uh, well, the, the way that I see it is like, you know, I see some people go in and they're just like, okay, I'm here. But as an intern, you're not going to get the sexy work. Like, you're going to get like, you know, fixing the copy, you know, finding articles. Like, so we would get those. Like they would get like, okay, give the banner ads to the interns, give the, you know, brunt work to the interns. And we would come back <laughs> with 360 campaigns. <laughs> really? Every single time they would give us the work, like the worst work. And we, and what we would do is we would take every single one of those work and just make it our own. So by that time it was, they were expecting us to just come in with just all these campaigns, the same things that uh, the uh, people that were being paid to be there were doing. Right. So when it was about the time to be like, okay, we're going to put you on this project next week. We're like, um, we're, we're gone next week. We're, we're actually not on payroll. <laughs> oh, so, and, and, and were they like, okay, but now you are. Yeah. They were like, we need to fix that right now. That's amazing. Well, and, and, and I just think that should be the mindset of a lot of people because some people will go in and just like, you know, of course, you know, you're going to be getting terrible work as an intern. You know, sometimes some people are fortunate to, but, it's yeah. really, really all about just taking every single opportunity you have and just making it your own and doing And I think a, a lot of people uh, say to themselves, well, I'm just an intern. I'm just an intern. I'm just an intern. So I'm going to go home now, or I'm just an intern. So <clears throat> they don't want to hear my, or, you know, all those things. 
And you yeah. did the work they asked you to do, but then you went beyond that <clears throat> as well and took Absolutely. that, that Absolutely. research or whatever you're doing. A hundred percent. I think that's just a mindset. Like if you say that you're an intern then you're an intern, but you know, if you're a <laughs> creative, if you're an art director, you're an art director. Uh, so you got that, that was your first job then with your partner. Uh-huh. You got, you yep. guys both got hired at, at, at Razorfish. How long were you there? We were at Razorfish for about, um, I want to say about three and a half, four years. Wow. And um, we were fortunate to be there because um, I mean, I, can't speak for my partner, Chris, but like I was a self-taught art director, like, you know, going in, you know, being around all these rock stars, you see how much holes you have in your education (laughs) as an art director. So it was, it was definitely, definitely a learning experience in a lot of things. What were the holes that that you had to, that you had to fill? I mean, how much time do you have? (laughs) (laughs) What were a couple of the things that you learned from, from, people and who were those people that were at that were at Razorfish that helped you out? Well, I mean, there were a lot of people. There was um, you know, there was Alex Bodman who's now over at Spotify and uh Fred who's all, all over at iCrossing and just a few other like uh design directors and creative directors who sort of uh um instill on that craft mm-hmm. that's needed. You know, at this time, you know, uh when I'm just coming in, I'm just trying to get my way in. I'm not aware yet that you actually need to you know you need those things to actually create high quality work so it took them to be like yeah no that's bad yeah that's really bad and don't it's time to shut your computer (laughs) you know (laughs) but uh yeah I mean it goes back to that thing about just really failing forward because that was my teacher it was like okay well You know, now you want to think about applying some grids in there. You might want to think about the rule of thirds. You might want to think about, you know, look at the lighting and shadow on, you know, what you're about to present there. So, yeah, that was what that experience was. Yeah. And those details, like nobody really teaches you that until you're in the in the mode. They're teaching you the, the, you know, the way to do things, but they're not teaching you how to the taste level, the taste level. They can't they can't really teach you that. They, no, um, no. And I think in general, it's really hard to teach taste, but it is that hacking of the mind that makes you sort of now like fall in love and geek out on the details. Yeah. Uh, that came a lot later for me. So. Yeah. I, I love that, uh, that feeling that you get. I think they call it flow, right? When you're, <clears throat> when you're like, so you're working on something. I love when I forget to eat. Like, that's when I know I'm doing something good. When I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to eat. Like, it's like, this must be good. (laughs) Or, or I'm just, I'm just really crazy and I've been up too late. Uh, I'm in the same boat too as well. Actually, you're the first to actually say, say that, that I've heard because I do the same thing as well, but it's not that we don't love food. We're just so in there. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't even get hungry. Like I'm not even hungry. I'm just, or I don't get cranky. None of that, none of that happens because of. Like, I'm just doing this. Like, this That's is right. all I am right now. It is kind of matrixy, isn't it? Like, it really is. Like, well, and then when you come out of the, it's like a, coming out of a fog. You're like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. <laughs> like, I need to eat something. I yes, exactly. <laughs> and then you lose it. And you like, the idea you had sucks now. And you're like, shit. I shouldn't have eaten. <laughs> exactly. <It's> like, that'll <laughs> teach you to eat, Mo. God, goodness. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the best. And you can do that. And I think, I think that's what a lot of young people, um, they just want to get it done and they just mm-hmm. want to 
be famous and they just want to have that can winning award winning campaign. And it's like, like if you enjoy what you're doing, that stuff is all going to come. Just, just the, the, what comes back. 100%. 100%. That's just literally the sticker on a report card that you're doing a great job. Yeah. Like that, too many that, people just want that report card with the sticker. And yeah. They, they emulate, they see the end result and they copy that and they don't, <laughs> they don't copy the process. How did you get to, how did you get to Facebook? What, what was the, what was the road for that? Uh, the road to Facebook. Between oh, Razor, Fish, and Facebook. Uh, well, it was uh, it was Razorfish uh, to Deutsch, um, then to um, JWT. I believe it's called Wonderman Thompson now. So I went I, I went there in uh, 2015, and I stayed there for about two years. That was Deutsch in New York. This is correct. Uh, working on Volkswagen, I guess. Were you working on Ooh. Volkswagen again, or no? No. That, that Deutsch, I believe enough. it was PWC, but Deutsch was one of those situations. PWC. Where like, uh, and I think this happens, you don't have to just be an intern. You go to places and you think you're going to work on all the cool stuff. You're like, oh my goodness, I got to do it. And then, yeah, you get the, you get the terrible things. Yeah. You know? But right. I, I think in any level that you're at, any level that you're at, even the level that I'm at now, you just literally have to take these things and just make it your own. Yeah. You know? And that's, uh, I would have to say, I'm, I'm going to, keep that sort of ethos for the rest of my life because even at JWT the work that I was doing wasn't the work that got me to Facebook you know Facebook was uh I was looked at because of all the activism stuff that I was doing all the passion oriented side projects that I was working on yeah let's talk about that let's talk about those how did you start getting into that Ooh, so Getting into that started with, um, and that's, <laughs> that's sort of with the uh, friends that I work with uh, on the Link of Black stuff. We yeah. kind of really get together. I, I don't know if uh, you watch Family Guy. There's this uh, um, segment that Peter Griffin has. It's like, what, what really grinds my gears? You know what really grinds my gears? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. You watch it. Oh, good for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, we would just get together and talk about the things that we just really can't stand. <laughs> And uh, that uh, we don't like. And yeah. being creative, you, you do sort of have that solution-oriented mentality. So almost kind of using that as your base, your canvas, your brief, you start creating things that people can be like, oh, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I get that. And what were the, what were the first things that you made with that group? Uh, the things uh, that I made with that group is uh, we created uh, the uh, unsafety check uh, for Facebook. Uh, it's, um, it, we took the safety check and literally turned it upside down and, uh, created, uh, sort of this, um, staple where black Americans can, uh, mark themselves for being unsafe, uh, rather than safe for being black in America. Wow. Yeah. So that made an impact. It did. It did. Uh, yes. and I love Link It Black. Um, I, I think it's a great idea. Why don't you explain that to people who maybe definitely, haven't heard of it? Definitely. Definitely. Well, Link of Black, I mean, this going back to the whole Peter Griffin thing uh, (laughs) is uh, with me. And actually, this was definitely, definitely a collective basis with uh, myself, uh, Alex Renoso, who's at Spotify, Nick Elliott, who's at Havas, and uh, VB, who's at Wonderman Thompson. Uh, We all sort of had that moment about all our experiences with all the stuff that's happening right now and uh, trying to figure out what exactly uh, we're going to do with it. And uh, one of the grinding our gear moment was us watch all this clout chasing <laughs> and all of this, you know, talking about it, you know, 
putting it on their profile, it looks good, but no one's about to, ain't nobody about to do shit. So it's like, how do we become like, you know, how do we become almost like solution oriented for allies? Yeah. You know, people yeah. say that they want to do something, but now we are giving you a um, simple, efficient way to do it. And we're going to give you many more. Yeah. So to us, this was our next step. And honestly, a look at ourselves, because even some of the work that we were doing and the work that we do in advertising, oh, it yeah. looks beautiful. Yo, that, that sizzle reel looks great. But what are you really doing? <laughs> that black square on my, oh my, on my Instagram, it's just so, it doesn't say anything. <laughs> that's right so no words just a black square <laughs> i'm an ally that's right now give me my awards give, give me my awards please give me, give be me. my friend that's right that's right oh, love god. me please god <laughs> so yeah I, I i just for all of us to get invested in it we all decided like if we're gonna do something it literally has to be action oriented and it has to be something where we can walk the walk rather than just talk the talk yeah so, uh, so link it black is a, is you can take, take your, your website where you sort of show your, show your wares. And this is the you that's listening right now. You, whoever you are, you can, uh, take your website and th- their idea is put a link on there and say, before you look at my stuff, consider hiring these people or these people, you know, whoever you have, who, if you know of a group. Or if you know, and you have some groups that you that you uh, that you give as example groups that they could use, uh, and link to those websites and say, look at these um, these these black people that are doing the thing that I do as well, and consider hiring them. Absolutely, yeah. it's almost about taking all of these things that we already have and treating it like our billboard. Yeah, you know, when you're driving around, and you're seeing these billboards up in the air. Just imagine every everything that we need to get in this business being a billboard for change. Yeah. The change that you talk about doing when you posted that black square, like you now yeah. can actually do it. And we have all of these things. If you don't have a portfolio resume in advertising, how, how did, how did you get in here? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so now we're, now we know that you have that and we know that it is possible for you to actually use this um, as a staple for change. So that's what, uh, that's what we are bringing out to the world. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, and how often do you meet with the, the group or do you sort of, you guys are just uh, sort of ad hoc whenever you have an idea, you sort of throw it out there to each other or. We're, we're all really, really good friends, Alex, Nick, and uh, VB. Uh, we have a thread of, you know, once again, the things that we don't like yeah. <laughs> um, when we're not getting along, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a continuous thread. And I actually sometimes think that's really what it's about is uh, creatives really coming together and doing something, you know, bigger than themselves. Making making something that will help other people get into the get into the business, and that's that's why I do this this thing, um, which was easy for me at first because I just called my friends. Um, <laughs> really? uh, but now now I'm starting to get through. Uh, now I'm starting to get to people that I've never met before, so that's kind of cool. It's great, um, it, yes, and, and just uh, to give us a voice to almost kind of put our story out there. I, I think is incredible. Like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying this because you're in front of me. I'm, I'm a huge fan, and there's nothing like seeing these people and hearing their story to yeah. almost kind of make your story. I think it's incredible. It's about just showing people that, like, 
nobody knows what they're doing, exactly. especially when they're young and getting into it. And the other thing is that, uh, strangely enough, this business doesn't really advertise itself very well. It doesn't, no. it, do, it doesn't tell you like, there's a job here for you and you can do this. It sort of just shows you these like superstars That's that right. uh, are like walking onto stage and getting their giant lions and being yeah. like, look at me. That's right. But, like all those people had to get into the business and, and, 100%. Um, 100%. and if I hadn't fallen into it through FIT and if you, you hadn't fallen into it through, through, uh, uh, through your college, uh, experience and then, yeah. and then Miami ad school, That's you wouldn't, right. you wouldn't know. Um, so, so I'm just trying to get the word out to people. Um, but what is your life like now? What is your, what is your day-to-day like now with, with, uh, with COVID and, and how are you dealing with making things, you know, cause there's so much energy in a room sometimes when you mm-hmm. can just like kick it around and like have things on walls and yeah. how do you yeah. make things now? Well, I mean, uh, COVID is, you know, one of those real, uh, you know, definitions of, uh, there, there being creativity and constraint. Yeah. You know, so now, you know, you don't have to meet your friend, you know, on Tuesday night at the bar, you know, you're, you're just limited to, you know, your four walls. So it's almost, almost kind of taking that constraint and making a blessing out of it. Yeah. Like you did in China. Like this is correct. Taking your, your, uh, just living with the, not, not railing against it, not resisting. Just kind That's of- right. That's right. Just kind and of it's letting just it one, happen it's one of those it's just one of those situations and we get those situations all the time you know sometimes we'll have five hundred thousand dollar budgets sometimes we'll have a fifty dollar budget <laughs> and actually sometimes you'll find out you'll create some really cool stuff with that fifty dollar budget yeah. yeah yeah so i think so google had that thing where they had like 20 percent of your time they wanted you to work on like your own project that was back you know back in the day uh, yeah. a few years ago but I feel like a lot of good stuff comes out of that. And that's why they did that is because when, when you play, you, uh, so how do you, how do you play now with your, I, I guess Facebook has like, they probably have everybody connected by, you know, wires. And you're just like, you can definitely. connect the way you, that you did in the office, right? Yes. Yes, definitely. They're, they're really good with that. Uh, connecting everyone together and keeping everyone uh, connected together. Yeah. Uh, so that part's not a, not an issue at all. But yeah. once again, you know, just as creatives, you know, having that mentality as an intern, you know, when things are done, you know, what can I do for social activism? You know, how can I push the envelope on different things? So yeah, that's. And I think that, it's interesting that you made you made your your you know, you said the thing that got Facebook uh, interested in you is the, is your side projects. And I'm finding and, uh, you know, I teach a class as well uh, mm-hmm. at Ad House and. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the one of the weeks uh, each class, I try to give an assignment like, okay, let's do some let's do some uh, personal projects. And I'm thinking that's maybe more important than than the real, you know, fake work. That, yeah, there's, there's nothing there's nothing side about side projects. Like side projects redefine you. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you're working, if you're not happy with what you're doing on your nine to five, you actually have the opportunity to redefine yourself. With side yeah. projects. They're so imperative in my yeah. There was a, uh, um, I think it was a masterclass by Ken Burns, and he was talking about what gets him in every single one of his documentaries. And he treats every documentary like his friend or acquaintance. Because the minute you decide to do something, 
it's going to be heartbreak and heartbreak and heartbreak and can't do this and can't do that and can't do this. So you have to really, really decide if the juice is worth the squeeze on all of these hundred things that you're, uh, um, you're uh, coming up with. Yeah. You know, for Lincoln Black with myself, Nick, Alex, and VB, we were like, we can do this, but this has to be action oriented. This can't be a pretty thing that we can be like, okay, well, cans, we're here. This, it has to be, has to be action. <laughs> and yeah. when we finally decide that's, that's going to be the case, then that's when it becomes our friend where the Ken Burns being like, let's get in here, let's start failing, and let's start making this thing happen. Yeah. Where is Lincoln Black going to go? Where do you think your friend's going to, is, is it going to grow up into something bigger, you think? Uh, that, that's the plan. Uh, we, we were all talking to ourselves and this is not the only industry that, uh, you know, has a diversity issue, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we're talking movie industries. We're talking yeah. like, you know, you know how we say, hey, advertising. It's like, hey, White House, <laughs> link it black. <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, we're, we're definitely feeling, feeling very purposeful in uh, taking this and making this sort of like, a toolkit and an allyship for every industry. Yeah. So right now that's the end goal, of course, but we're just taking it a day at a time and making sure that uh, we can, you know, give solutions to people that want to be action oriented. Yeah. Yeah. I think the tech industry too. I mean, you know, there are plenty of black engineers out there who would love to, to work in tech um, and uh, could link back to them as well. Um, oh, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, how could they reach you? What's the best place? At the moment, at the moment, um, yeah. you guys should go to linkit.black because we're it's all about a less me, more we sort of thing. So yeah. um, you guys go to linkit.black, um, email link us. Black, right? Linkit.black. Linkit.black. Yes, that's okay. correct. Uh, just uh, go on there. Uh, we have our emails on there to get in contact with us. And if you want to contact me personally, you can ask. But right now, that's okay. the focus. And the story of my friends is uh, the, the top of it. So yeah. here's my pitch. I would love to get some, some black teachers into Ad House that want to uh, teach at night, Zoom classes, advertising. Um, people that have made things, have won awards, would be great. Uh, you would be great. Uh, and so, so uh, I... You know, whoever, whoever wants to reach out and like, let's do it. Let's, let's make some classes. Were you guys around during 2010, 2011? Because yeah. I yeah. saw how much you guys charged for tuition. And I'm just like, yo, I should have done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and sorry, we haven't no, changed no. that. We haven't changed that. We probably should have, but we, we didn't change it. But we did. We're, we're paying the teachers, uh, paying the teachers way more because mm. it was not enough, but Got it. uh, it's never been a thing you do for money, but I feel like they're doing most of the work in the day-to-day, -day, so they should get, uh, should get the money. But, I, can't, um, I can't speak for all the teachers, but I, to me, if I'm teaching, I'm not doing it for the money. No. And even vice versa for the kids going in. Keep me honest, is it, it's, it's, the tuition's fairly, fairly. Uh, $600 for $600. 10 weeks. Yeah, oh. yeah. My goodness, yeah. just that barrier of entry alone is so, so critical. That sort of, uh, um, that sort of success will come back to you because yeah. just that alone is, is so imperative. Like I have people that will see my last name, you know, from Nigeria and say, my son wants to get in advertising. 
Oh, yeah. And I would show them all these links. And then I, I believe there's an initiative going on right now where you're able to take classes for free. And they're just like, yeah, yes, there are. Yeah, there's a lot of those. And I, and I tell people about them because like, you know, we want them to get, we can only teach right now 60 people. Right, right. So, yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's so many ways to get into it now. And that's, I think the future is like that kid in Nigeria will be able to be working for Facebook, you know, without, without moving to tech or without moving to America, you know? That's the Um, plan. Yeah. Like they can do it a lot, probably 10 times better than like you and I Um, just didn't have the barrier of entry. So if we can do that, if we can be that bridge to that, then. Yeah. I think it scares, that scares a lot of people talking about that, but I, it's not scary. It's like, it's natural. It's the natural yeah. way of things. And everybody's going to have a piece of the pie. It's going to be fine. Right. Uh, the pie is going to get bigger. Exactly. Those people that are scared of it clearly have not watched The Lion King and don't know about the circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not about you, man. Like, yeah. If you can pave the way for the future, then you, yeah. man, you've already won. Yeah. That's awesome. This has been an inspiring, awesome conversation, Mo. Thank you for uh, coming on. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean that whole, wholeheartedly. Before yeah. this, I've been, I've been uh, listening to all this. And That's thank awesome. you very much. Yeah. Have a great day. All right. You do the same. Mo Osenbor, everybody. He is a good dude. Uh, listening back to that, I had a nice thought. You know, Mo became that bus driver he wanted to be as a kid. He made something that is going to get a lot of people to where they want to go. Isn't that a nice thought? Aw. Uh, everybody needs to go to linkit.black. It's an easy way to do something to help make advertising a better place. And if you want to be a teacher at AdHouse, let's talk. Email us at info at adhousenyc.com. I'm serious. We've got a new semester starting end of January. Let's teach these kids. And that reminds me, I need to go update the website. So... This has been the A-List Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Chrisman. You can giggle at my work at tomchrisman.net or just email me at tom at adhousenyc.com. I'm so busy right now that I might take a few days to get back to you. I can barely edit these podcasts, so thanks for your patience. You know who you are. Um, your episode is coming, I promise. The music you're hearing is uh, was composed by Ross Hopman at Duotone Audio Group. Hire them to make uh, music for you when you're a big shot in advertising, why don't you? Um, I'm Tom Chrisman. Thank you for listening. Friend us, share us, all those things. All right. See you next time.